Welcome to another fine filled edition of Assassination on this Tuesday, the 22nd of March, 2022. So, I mean, here we go again. The quarterback carousel is moving and moving. Um, so the last show I did on Friday, we still did not know what was happening to Matt Ryan. Um, obviously Deshaun Watson shocked the shit out of everybody, literally, and signed with the Browns, which I still can't believe. Um, why would he want to be there? I don't know. Uh, Oh, I do know. It's called money. That's the only reason. He does not want to win because there's no way in God's green earth he's winning in, in Cleveland. Um... We have, so we had that story. We did not know what was happening to Matt Ryan. We did not know what was happening with the Colts or the Falcons or the Saints for that matter. Um, and the Seattle Seahawks, same thing. No idea. The, the, the carousel was going to turn and twist and all that kind of stuff eventually. Um, so now we have it twisting and turning once again. So Baker is still hanging out in the breeze. Matt Ryan got traded on Monday because his bonus was due to him today on Tuesday. And he is now a cult. Which I think is the stupid asinine move on the Falcons part. And the Colts part, to be quite honest. Um, When you could just draft a quarterback, like the Falcons could just draft a quarterback, you are in the top 10 of the draft. You could draft a quarterback, put him behind Matt Ryan, let Matt Ryan mentor his replacement, and um, and then so be it. But no, let's not do it that way. Let's get Mariota to come in. Yes. Another losing quarterback. I don't think Mariota has what it takes to be a franchise quarterback. I never did, never will. Prove me wrong. That's basically how I feel about him. Prove me wrong. Um, we still don't know what's happening with the Saints because they desperately need a quarterback. Hill and um, Jamison Winston are not the answer there. Seattle has really no quarterback. I mean, are they really gonna? Are they really going to go with Drew Lock? Uh, I don't know if I would do that. Um. The Panthers obviously have no clue what they're doing. They never have known what they were doing, and they never know what they will do. <laughs> they will never know. Um, you know, they traded for Sam Darnold without an offensive line to protect him and give him pass protection, without an offensive line to help him be successful, without really any wide receivers other than DJ Moore. Um, They traded the tight end that he started having chemistry with in Arnold um, because they drafted Treble. They have have no offense. Their defense, they let some defensive guys go. Um, They're a mess. And who would have ever thought that they would be more of a mess than the Jets? The Jets so far, I'm telling you, they look pretty good in free agency. I will say this. Sign a wide receiver one for Zach Wilson. He needs a a wide one. 
Sorry, he needs a Y. He needs a WR1. He does. For many, many reasons. Which I will go through when I put together the breakdown for Zach Wilson, which I'm working on. I was I was telling you I was going to do it this weekend, right? I was going to do it Friday, but then I was like, eh, why am I going to rush? Maybe I'll do it for Sunday. But then I had a funeral to go to on Saturday. So, and then Sunday came, and then I was like, why the hell am I going to work my ass off on Sunday? I need downtime. So I took Sunday for myself. Um, so I'm working on I'm working on putting together the Zach Wilson breakdown. I'm gonna break down what went wrong with him, what he needs to work on, and then I'm also gonna give you if I was the offensive coordinator, here are some plays that I would run with him. That's basically what it's gonna be. But like I said, it's going with the book, the blog, and the podcast. So the video is kind of like a prelude, right? It's like a prelude type thing for him. It's not going to be everything, but I have to like edit like all this video. Um, th- the last time I put together the football video, it was 59 seconds for reels because that's what reels, it, you can do one minute. Um, on Twitter, on Twitter, on TikTok, I can do three. So I may do a TikTok version because then that version is three minutes long and then stick that on YouTube. Um, not sure yet, but we're working on that and I'm going to take my time with that. Sorry, but not sorry. We have some time to work on it. You know, I want it to look per- perfect. I want it to be where I'm happy with my work. And I think a lot of times we rush things because we want to get things out there. Um, there's really no rush. I mean, the draft's not till April 28th, so I got some time. I got time. I'll probably just work on this. I'll probably work on it this week. And also, just so you know, social media tip of the day, Reels sometimes works better Monday through Friday than Saturday and Sunday, depending on the time that you post it. Obviously, you want to post things with your audiences online, number one. And number two... You want to make sure that it's the content they want to see. So if I'm going to post on the weekends, I'd rather, I don't know, like wait and see if I'm going to post on the weekend. Because I really get better um, engagement when I post Monday through Friday. That's just me. Like, see, everybody's different. You may get great, you may get great engagement on Saturday and Sunday. Like, it also depends on what time you post. I have gotten great engagement on a Saturday night like between like five and seven and I've gotten great engagement on Sunday anytime between literally anytime between 10 30 in the morning and like four o'clock in the afternoon so like Sunday sometimes wide open for me but also with like March Madness happening you are I don't really want to post football stuff on the weekend because even if you have even if your audience is football related NFL related people are still into their brackets. And I think after this weekend's over with the games, because um, it's the Sweet 16 and it goes to the Elite Eight, then I'll have more people that have lost their brackets. So then they can um, then they can watch more football stuff. Um, as I am doing this podcast, we have, um, well, Kenny Pickett's Pro Day was yesterday. Willis is his right happening at this very stinking moment. Those are going to be the top two quarterbacks in the draft. 
I've said it, I said it last week. I will say it again. Those are the two top guys. Um, Strong had his yesterday. I don't know when the other guy, I think Coral's having his soon. And I don't know, not Coral. And then I I got uh, Rigaby or whatever is, Egaby. Is that how we say his name? I am so bad with last names. I just want to, I got to check to see when his is, um, if he hadn't had it already. But like I've said before, don't base your feelings on a quarterback on their pro day. Their pro day is a scripted day to show and showcase their strengths to a team. They're obviously not going to show what their weaknesses are at their pro day. I mean, come on, let's be real. But that's exactly what the pro day is. Um, I think, you know, the combine was good. We saw what people can do at the combine which got people talking, and then we'll see what happens. So let's see. The The carousel just keeps moving, like I said in the beginning. All right, so I'm just trying to think. So we have um, the Falcons right now blowing everything up. Um, you know, after their pursuit of, of Watson and it failed, they decided to blow up their entire operation just now. So Ryan, obviously, um, without the veteran now MVP, you think and you would you would you would know that they're probably thinking that they could contend for the number one overall pick for 2023. Which why would you want to tank though? Just for a pick. To me, I think that's ridiculous. And I hope the players don't fall in that um, web. Because, like I said, the players play for their, their careers. They're playing for their their contracts. Don't do that to the players. But anyhow. So, you know, you have, um, you have Ridley suspended for the year. So, they need, they need another um, wide receiver. Obviously, their O-line remains a big question mark. Outside of Kyle Pitts and Patterson, there isn't an intriguing player on their offense. Their defense has a few pace, few pieces. You know, they have A.J. Terrell. They have defensive tackle Grady Jared. They got the new quarter signed Casey Hayworth. But it's still it, they're still rebuilding. Now they have a hole at quarterback, even with Marcus Mariota. Um... Yes, he is a starter to give them experience to bridge the next phase of the rebuild. Um, but, you know, I mean, he's a quarterback who can run the offense, but probably isn't winning too many games. That's basically why they, that's why they picked him. Because, like I said, they want to be in the running for the first overall pick. But the quarterback class next year isn't according to all these people experts well you know isn't top notch but like i say and i've said many times with quarterbacks and i've said it before because you know the jets fans piss me off all the time college players don't come to the nfl all all developed you know there's a learning curve with them because like I've said in my blog, if you read my blog post, one of the biggest mistakes that all teams make when they draft a quarterback 
is the fact that they do not contact the team, the team's head coach and the team's offensive line from the college and ask them for their playbook and say, hey, what plays worked best with this quarterback? And then they don't have that quarterback do that in the NFL. They give them a whole entire new offense to learn with all new players, a whole new system, and then everybody expects them to come out and be this top-notch quarterback. Oh, well, we drafted you number two. We drafted you number one. We drafted you number 10. You should be, like, you know, you're top-notch now. No. There's a learning curve in the NFL. And so many times people forget that. You have to get accustomed to it. You know, college players don't enter all developed. They have to get, you have to give them time to get, a, a, you know, accustomed to the NFL. And I basically say that's the first three years. The first three years are the hardest for them, especially the first year. Now, coaching matters. Because we saw that with Mac Jones this past year. He made the playoffs. He was the only quarterback in that class last year that made the playoffs. Why? Because he has one of the best freaking-ass coaches of all time developing him, coaching him, helping him. And then the Jets decided to have a rookie head coach with a rookie quarterback. Oh, yeah, great idea. Um, yeah, what wonderful idea. Uh, Justin Fields was okay. Uh, we didn't see Trey Lance because they started Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and then Trevor Lawrence had the worst coach possible in Urban Meyer. He just should have stayed in college because he has no clue of the NFL. How, I'm, I'm thinking of him, how did he not know who Arnold, who Aaron Donald was? How did he not know who these superstars in the NFL were? Do you not watch games when you're not playing? How did he not know? Was he really, was that, oh my God, I was reading that article and I was like, seriously? Urban Meyer has no clue? That's just, I'm just like stunned. But anyway. So the quarterback here, so let's, let's finish that. So now we still have to worry, we have to see where, May, where Baker Mayfield is going to go. So, you know, he wanted to go to Indianapolis. Why? Because they have a playoff-ready roster with a quarterback-friendly coach. Now he has to consider his other options. Does he want to go to Carolina? Now, that would be fun to see him and Sam Darnold battling it out. Or would Matt Rule decide to go with the two-quarterback rotation again? Like, he, they tried that with Cam Newton and him last year, and that failed. Because, you know, Matt Rule is not a real, quarter, uh, is not a real quarter coach to me. He has no clue what he's doing either. He's clueless when it comes to coaching. You want to talk about coaches that are clueless? He's at top of my list. Um, the other one got fired, so that was uh, Judge from the Giants. So he can go there. He can go to Seattle. You know, given the desire to stay in win-now mode, you got Pete Carroll. Um, they're competitive with a, they, they're not going to trade Metcalf. And they got Lockett as his wide receivers. Um, 
Houston and Detroit, I don't really think so. I mean, I think they're both comfortable with their situation and waiting for next year to come up and, and then maybe signing a quarterback. Well, who knows? They may sign a quarterback this year. Like, I've, I gave you my top five last time. So there are quarterbacks in this draft. And remember, I always bring up Tom Brady. He was drafted, what, 199, the last pick of the draft, and look how he turned out. Just because you get picked number 10, number 20, or 30, or 40, or whatever you get picked doesn't mean anything. It's the work you put in. Talent and work work together. Hard work and talent work together. Um, now, of course, we got so much other stuff happening here. You know, There's like tons of stuff happening within the NFL, so we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I'm just trying to see the free agents. Free agent quarterbacks. Let's see who they are still. Um, obviously, oh, see, yeah. Well, Mitch, um, Trubisky is gone now. So, all right, here we go. So uh, Mitchell Trubisky already... He's the quarterback for the Steelers. He's already signed. Tyrod Taylor already signed with the Giants. Uh, Mar- Marcus Moretta signed already. Well, not signed, but he got yeah. He signed with the with the Falcons. I think J- Jacoby Brissett signed with somebody. Oh my God, I can't think about who they signed. Um, goodness gracious. He he signed. Um. What did he sign? He signed a one-year deal with the Browns. I, was, I'm, I'm, I knew it sounded familiar. Okay. He signed with the Browns. You have... Let's see. Um, Winston, Jameis Winston, signed a two-year deal with the Saints. So, but are they really going to go with him? That's my question. Two years. I mean, you can still draft the quarterback and have him play behind him. Um, Kyle Allen signed a one-year contract with the Houston Texans. Is he going to be the starter in Houston? Or is he going to be behind that rookie quarterback? Is he going to be the backup? Think about that. Because Kyle Allen's a backup to me. He's not a starter. Um, the available the available quarterbacks still on the rosters here that haven't signed, I mean. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick. You got Andy Dalton. You got Cam Newton. Is Cam Newton actually going to come back? I don't know. You got A.J. McCarron. You got Geno Smith. You got Trevor Sedemian. Um, Josh Rosen, you got um, Mike Glenn, Glennon, you got Joshua Dobbs, you got backups basically, all left. So you got all quarterback veterans, except Josh Rosen. To me, he's not a quarterback. Uh, I think he needs to quit football. <laughs> I don't think he's that good, to be quite honest. Um, but with Josh Rosen, see, here's the, he's a perfect example. If he had a good quarterback coach, 
coaching him and a good offensive coordinator, he wouldn't be in this situation to begin with, if you think about it. Um, and I'll say this, nobody has faith in him. I would take all that like negative and flip the script, work my ass off to prove people wrong. But you don't really see that or hear that from him, um, which, which surprises me, but you never know. Uh, oh, and then you have Teddy Bridgewater that signed too, by the way. Um, he signed a one-year deal with the Miami Dolphins. So he's behind um, Tua. So I'm just curious to know who... Let me see. I believe the Texans are going to go... Um, They got David, that's it, Davis Mills. So they have Davis Mills as their starter. And now they have Kyle Allen as the backup. Because that's what Kyle Allen is, he's a backup. Um, Drew Locke, you know, I don't know. I think they need to sign, like, you know, um, I think Seattle really should go for Baker Mayfield. And then put Drew Locke as the backup. And let Drew Locke play behind Baker Mayfield. Um, I, I, I don't see them really winning that many games if they have Drew Locke start. Um, um, so let's look at the trending ones. So Josh Rosen is trending. Why, let's say, um, I'm just going to see if there's anything on him here. Sometimes people, you know, sometimes people look up things and then there's news and, let's see. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I'm just trying to read quickly if I can do that while I'm doing this. That's nifty. <laughs> All right, well. Nothing really going on with him. Anyhow. Anywho. So, let's talk back again. What I talked about on Friday. And let me talk about it in a different way. Because I've seen athletes now tweet stupid crap. I'm going to tell you a couple things. So, you have Metcalf tweeting to the Seattle fans to lay off Drew Lockett. You have... David Carr telling people, I only want positivity in my life. Meanwhile, he's on Twitter. Um, <laughs> the death trap of negativity is Twitter, by the way. You have, and then you have Beckin, which I'm, I'm so sorry I cannot pronou ever pronounce his first name. Michaeli, Michaelo, whatever his first name is, Beckin, other jets. Okay who, you know, got hurt last year and then never came back last year after being this highly high-rounded pick of the following year and um, have, has a lot of pressure to not look like a bust. I'll put it that way. Since Jets fans, you know, everybody to the Jets fans are a bust if you don't come out of college looking like a monster, ready to play, right?
So, well, I say this because I don't know how many times I've said this to, to Beckham. All he does, and this is what every athlete does, okay? It's not just Beckham, but he's the perfect example, all right? He, all he does is pay attention to all the hate and the negative comments, you know, because he posts like, you know, him playing video games and he posts things like, you know, I don't know, doing other stuff other than working out and and getting ready for the football season, you know, because that's what fans think that all these NFL players are doing like 24 seven. There's they have they, they can't have any downtime. Oh, my God, no. You're not allowed to have downtime. You need to now be working out 24 seven and showing videos of you working out and getting ready for the season. Heaven forbid you actually show like you're a freaking ass person. So he was posting things. And then of course people were getting on him for actually being a human being. So every time someone posted something like you're so fat or your legs look too thin, or they don't look strong enough and your upper body is too strong and your lower body looks too weak and you're a bust and you suck and all these negative things. What does the man do? Let me, he retweets it, okay, with a comment. So he puts, he, he quotes the tweet and then he tweets back to the guy who tweets him that an answer. Um, which I'm going to read. So this is this is him. His so his Twitter account is called Trending Topic, by the way. Um. Um. <laughs> I am going to read. I'm just gonna read. I'm just going to look for the one. Well, okay, that was a good one that I liked. I will tweet that. I'll tell you that one too, but I'm going to say. So he goes like this. People are, or I guess, tweeting him and he goes, oh, please, please, please look at my previous tweets before you make assumptions. Okay. Then he goes like this. This guy goes, if the Jets stay healthy and Beckham comes back healthy, they have a legitimate chance to be a 10-win team. And he liked that one. All right, that was fun. Um, his rookie year, he faced start edger rushers like Garrett, Chubb, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. And then we have another one that's unavailable. I don't know why it's unavailable. Oh, the tweet has been deleted. That's why. So some guy tweeted him something nasty and then deleted it, which is also another thing I'm going to talk about. Athletes do the same thing. Um, and then somebody else tweeted, it's pretty easy to forget when he hasn't been on the field. And then he tweets back to this guy, how many you played? Asking for myself. Um, and then somebody else says, shouldn't, should see practice. I've, I've seen somebody get hurt as they just move the ball up 10 yards, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that was that guy. Now here's the guy here, New York Jets. Why, yes, we do have 39 minutes of breakdowns. Okay, forget it. Um, 
I'm just gonna see. I'm gonna say. Oh, here he goes. Has he ever responded to a positive tweet? Victim mentality to the max. Shake my head. Great players don't need to do that. They let their play do the talking. And he goes, yeah, I actually have. He goes, yeah, I actually have. So I talk and let my play do the talking. Uh, no, you haven't. <laughs> no, you haven't. Um, here. Wow, a picture of him doing a tricep pull down. Consider all my concerns totally uneased. And then the, he goes, oh, want to come work out? And I'll just do another one. He goes, but, you know, he's been injured and his weight has been an issue. And where there's smoke about him really wanting to be great, there's probably fire, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, so, because I post my video games instead of my workouts, you think I'm sitting on my ass? I'm not working out all for your views. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is the shit that, that athletes do day in and day out. And I'm using him as an example because he's here in New York and that's where I am. And he's the perfect example of this shit. So, and I constantly, and I told him like 10,000 freaking ass times, stop with this. Stop worrying about and listening to all these dumb asinine people who probably are bandwagon jet fans. And what I buy bandwagon jet fans, yes, there are them. This is what I mean by a bandwagon jet fan. The jet fan that supports the player when the player is doing well. And as soon as the player starts to struggle, he sucks. We need to trade him. Oh my God, we, we need to get rid of him. This is usually what happens. Typical jets, blah, blah, blah. That's, that, that happens all the time here with the jets. We, have, we don't have a fan base that supports the players through thick and thin and are loyal to the players and want the players to succeed. No, 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 no. We don't do that shit here. We only like the players when the players are doing well. And then, of course, I have to hear from everybody. Oh, see, I told you he was a good player. Oh, I told you. See, I told you. No, 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 no. Okay. So then Darrell, Darrell Revis tweets him and tells him, don't listen to the noise. And he goes, oh, I got you, bro. You know, first of all, I've been saying it 10,000 times. You can't listen to a regular person. You have to listen to Rel Revis. Number one. Number two. Unfortunately, and this is what I tweeted to Darrell Revis and Mr. Big Ticket himself. Unfortunately, athletes don't care about the supportive fans on Twitter and Instagram. They only reinforce the negative behavior with the negative comments. See, that's what you do. Constantly, you reinforce negative behavior by paying attention to negativity. So when Derek Carr tweeted, oh, I only want positive people in my life, and if I block you, it's not because I don't love you, it's because I just don't want that negative in my life. Well, here's how you handle Twitter. Okay, I'm going to tell you. This is what I do on my Twitter account. If I follow you and you follow me, I get your retweets. I get to see your, your comments back to me, your tweets to me. If you don't follow me and I don't follow you, I don't care. Right? I don't care. If you care so much about positive and negative, do it that way, number one. I think that's a cop-out for an athlete to not see. Then you, that means you have to follow fans in order then to see their tweets. Right? And they don't want to do that. Oh, heaven forbid. No. 
So instead of worrying about what uh, the negative comments, how about we all develop some thick skin? Would you like to know how much hate I've received on Twitter? I told you last time I was threatened to be raped and threatened to be killed, all because I supported a certain football player last year that everybody else thought was like for dead and nobody wanted to support because I'm loyal as fuck. I understand what loyalty means, number one. Number two, I understand how to be supportive. I'm a positive person. I told you what my affirmation was. I release and let go and release all negative energy. I am a vessel for positivity. I believe in positivity. I breathe positivity. But no, 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 athletes need to start doing this, okay? You gotta focus, if you change the focus to the, to the supportive and positive comments, think about how many more of those you're going to get because people are going to want to have you retweet their tweet and answer them in that fashion. If you focus on positive, you will get more positive. When you focus on negative, you get more negative. It's the same thing like when I was a teacher with negative reinforcement and positive reinforcement. It's the same shit. You athletes don't know shit about social media. And you all act superior to everybody else, which you're not. So you have to look at football when you're playing football as it's your job. It doesn't make you better than anybody else. It doesn't. You know, I'm gonna have to answer her. I'm just, just looking at my messages. At the same time, anyhow, anywho, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you my tips here because it doesn't this just doesn't work for businesses and it just doesn't work for entrepreneurs. But this is the social media tips that I feel that athletes just don't understand. So I'm gonna give them to you. Ready? Number one, the heartbeat of social media is conversation. Repeat after me. If you are a football player, conversation. Try to have it with other people other than your fucking athletes that you are on your same team that you can tax. This is another thing that pisses people off. And I will tell you, why do I have to see teammates tweeting each other back and forth? Do you not have their freaking ass phone number? Text them. We don't need to see your personal conversations and your, your, your jokes, your inside jokes that you have to each other. I don't care what they are. No one does. That's like when regular people are on Facebook and they're telling me they're going to the laundromat. Do I fucking care that you're going to the laundromat? Good for you. I'm happy you're getting clean clothes. It's not a diary. Social media is not a diary. That is number one. Two, what folks forget the most is the, the heartbeat of social media's conversation. So many people forget that. All they care about is their own posts. They post something. I had, I had an ex-client. That's all he cared about. Just post it up for me. Don't like anything else. Don't do anything. I didn't do anything else. And then he, his business sunk into the ground. Well, I did it the way you wanted me to do it, honey. But I told you, it's not just, especially on Instagram. 
it's not just posting your posts up there and then worrying and not worrying about anybody else's. You have to like other people's. You have to share other people's. But the most important thing is to comment back to positive comments. When people comment on your post on Instagram, have a conversation with them. And don't do the stupid thing that most people do when they have nothing important to say and they can't really, they don't want to admit that they were wrong. God forbid, right? They start name calling. Don't do that stupid shit. That's stupid. That just, that's a weak move on your part. Anyway, um, when you reinforce the negative behavior, you're going to get negative behavior. When you focus on positive, you're going to get more. And I'm going to say this. You never know what you can learn about someone through conversation. That's why it's the heartbeat of social media, which I'm going to get to right now. Focus on building relationships. And yes, athletes should build relationships with fans online. There's many reasons to do this. The one most important thing is the fact that when you have more than one conversation with the same person over and over again, you start to build trust. Trust then builds a relationship. You build a relationship with a customer or a client for life when you do that. And you also, not to mention for athletes, you have a fan for life. And who knows what you're going to learn about that person? Because you, the truth of the matter is nobody knows what somebody's going through on the other side of the device. You don't know what struggles that person's going through in their life. You don't know what that person, how that person is mentally. And the most important thing to do is to reach out to those supportive, positive fans and say, thank you. It's not that difficult. I don't know why athletes find it so difficult. Or on, on, on Instagram, all you gotta do is like that person's tweet. I mean, like that person's post with a little heart. A little thing comes next to it. And, you know, all you gotta do is like it. That's it. Put a little heart there. Like it. You know, that's all you have to do. You don't even have to say anything. I mean, you can like it. And I would, I would actually just throw out an emoji. There's so many emojis that you can throw out there to fans. A heart, you know, a face with the hearts on it, love, thumbs up, a football. I don't care what the heck you throw out there, but do something. Support fans who support you. And yes, athletes should be doing that. And here's the thing with college athletes and now high school athletes, I'm going to say. Don't post things that you have to end up scrubbing off so you get so you get drafted you shouldn't have any posts on there with you drinking you're a number one you're underage two with drugs obviously three racial slurs sexist remarks that's why twitter is the most dangerous platform for athletes instagram is the best platform for athletes because it forces you to have to post a picture or a video it's not just the thought that pops into your brain. And that's where all these athletes get it twisted. And they make themselves look stupid and foolish and racist and sexist and unappreciative of fans because they're on Twitter. Whereas when you're on Instagram, 
You have to post a video. You have to post a picture. Twitter, I can just say, I hate you. Literally. Hashtag whatever. And that's it. We're done. I can say whatever I want, basically, on, on Twitter and not have to worry about putting a picture or, or a video on, right? And people will go to it. That's the problem. Also with athletes, Twitter. Now, I'm going to do this also. I'm going to say this. Because it was, it was also my top, one of my top three yesterday. Fake is out. Authenticity is in. There is so much fakeness that happens on social media that the saying, fake it until you make it, shouldn't be followed. Potential clients want to see the real you, not the fake you. Same with athletes. I want to see who you really are. I don't want to see you modeling clothes on Instagram. I want to see who you really are, the real person behind the athlete, because you are a person first, athlete second. Person first, athlete second. Okay. The more real you make your content, the better chance you have at getting a client, a customer, that's for businesses, but also making your brand sit out from your competitors, that's for businesses. But when you are more real, you have more of a chance of a fan really, truly supporting you because to the fan, you're on the same level. You see what I'm saying? They see you as somebody who's real, not just that quote-unquote robot athlete out there on the field. You get it? You get why it's important to be real on social media? And also, here's my favorite. Don't be a copycat. Be an original. You were born to stand out. You were born to be an original. You were not born to copy and paste other people's ideas, other people's ways of thinking. Don't be like that. Have your own ideas, have your own values, have your own um, values. Stick by them, too. Don't just, just don't fold because somebody else says that you should fold. Or, oh, my favorite, you know, oh, my circle. Yes, because your circle really supports you. Uh, remember, circles don't have corners. So when athletes keep, you know, preaching, oh, I have my circle. Yes, just because they're in your circle does not mean they're in your corner. And I will keep repeating that until it gets, like, you know, stamped into your brain. Like I've said, you never know what you can learn from someone through conversation. When you have conversation with the same person over and over again, that's how you start to build trust. When you build trust, you build a relationship because with there's no trust in relate if you don't you don't have a relationship but there's no trust. See, trust is a very important aspect of every relationship we have. You have to trust each other. You have to have trust. Trust also equals loyalty and love. They're all together. Loyalty, love, and trust form relationships. Similarities, obviously, we have to have something in common in order to have a relationship in the first place. And I'll say this, it has to be non-sexual. You can't just think about, because I'm just thinking about in terms of men and women. Um, but men and men, women and women, same thing. Whatever, whatever floats your boat, right? You have to have some things in common. So, you know, just thinking about that, 
you have to make sure when you're on social media that you're on it for the right reason and you post things for the right reasons. Not just to post things. Like I've said, the best things that, that I want to see athletes post, I want to see their life off the field. What is your life? Are you dating somebody? Post that. See, now here's the whole thing, and I'll go into that again on Friday. If you're dating somebody, that means you're proud of her. And men have to post about the woman. I don't want to see that it has to be, all oh, the women post about me. So no, 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 no. It works both ways with that. If you're married, let people know you're married. If you have kids, let people know you have kids. If you're dating somebody, let them know that you're taken. Hands off, she's mine. Hands off, I'm in a relationship. Sorry, but not sorry. Nobody slide into my DMs. That kind of thing is very important. Two, I just don't need to see you working out. We get it, you have to work out. Your workouts are great. You have workout tips, post those instead of just me show, just showing everybody you lifting weights. Post your workout tips. That's another great thing to post. Another great thing to post is your hobbies. Obviously, athletes have hobbies just like everybody else because we're all people. What are your hobbies? You like to cook. Why don't you post a picture of you, of you making your favorite meal? You like to play golf. Post that. You have a... You have a um, a tip or a hack on how you can hit the golf ball. I don't know because I don't really play golf. How you do golf the best? You think you're better than anybody else? You want to challenge other people on social media with golf or basketball? You know, challenge people in the video. Do something crazy. I don't know. Crazy shot for basketball or try to get in a hole in one or whatever it is. But like fun things. Show people. You know, um, where you came from, your throwbacks, how you were when you were little, your favorite pictures when you were young, stories of when you were younger. You know, there's so much to post other than, oh, here I am modeling um, a sport jacket that now I want everybody to buy or a hat that I want everybody to buy or a bottle of wine that I want everybody to buy. You know, that kind of stuff's great, but when you constantly post that stuff, no one's gonna give no one's gonna give a shit. Alright? Like there's a certain time and a and a place when you need to post that kind of stuff, but post it in between. Just don't use your social media as a place for you, because you're now you're a brand ambassador. No one's gonna give a shit. I'm telling you right now. A lot of people are sick and tired actually of the influencers online and they're tired of the ambassadors. I'm just letting you know that. As a social media expert that I've been for the past 12 years, I can tell you. The past three years, influencer influencing has gone up and then down. Now we're back down because people are tired of it. Because that was the big thing during COVID, by the way. But there's so much for athletes to post. And there's things not to post. We don't know what you're thinking. We don't need to know what you're thinking 24-7. We don't need to know that you're at the laundromat 24-7. I don't need to know that you went to go get coffee. You went to go get go to a movie. Great. Good job. Have fun. Like I said, it's not a diary. It's a, it's a social media network. You're supposed to network with people. See? Network. Conversation. Build relationships. That's what social media is. And once athletes fucking figure this out, social media will be a fun place again. 
It's not for politics. It's not for religion talk. It's not for social talk about social issues. It's not. I'm sorry, but not. Those are topics for discussion in person with people. Discuss that stuff in person, not online. It wasn't intended for that ever. And besides, if you're a business, you cut your clientele in half, 50%, if you post that stuff, by the way. So on Friday, when I do recordings of a fangirl, hashtag sarcasm, we'll talk more about the dating aspect of athletes and relationships since I already have had discussions with on how many people this week already. So far, so good, right? <laughs> um, well, on that topic, we'll talk about the topic of, the, of that conversation. We will, I will tell you where I'm at with my Zach Wilson breakdown. Because by Friday, I should be a little bit further off on, on releasing it. So I'm working on it this week. It will be up next week. I don't know what day, but I'm going to be done by Friday. So by Friday, when I have to record this podcast, I will tell you. You know. And that basically is a wrap this week. So we'll see what happens. There's still free agents out there. There's still signings happening. And thank you so much for listening. Remember, there is no sassy show this week, which is presented by Rockland World Radio. So I will talk to you all on Friday. Have a great week, everybody.